there. We are going to be looking at part five of our uh, series called The Art of Being Unordinary, and that is going to be chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. Now, this is a parable. It's like a short story that Jesus tells us, and we're going to be approaching it a little differently today. Usually, I go verse by verse. Today, we're going to read through the whole thing, and after that, you're probably going to think to yourself, hey, I know this story. I know what this story is all about. I know the lesson I'm supposed to learn from it. But then what we're going to do is we're going to go back and look at each verse with a lot of intent. And as we do that, you're going to discover that maybe it's not what you thought Jesus was trying to teach. So let's get started. Here's verse 1. Jesus told his disciple a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Now, if you're like me, you probably heard this parable before. And you think that the point of the story is, if I keep pestering God, he's eventually going to cave and give us what we want. Now, this reminds me of an old car that I had. Now, I remember that you know when I got it, it was already a used car. And I remember putting the key in the ignition and turning it, and it, it, it turned on. That's what a car is supposed to do. But over the years, it stopped doing that. And I, I realized I have to turn it a few times before the engine starts. I had to do it over and over and over and over and over and over until the car started. And so is Jesus telling us that God is like this broken down car that we have to keep asking him over and over and over and over again until he says, fine, I heard you, I'll give you what you want. Or is Jesus saying that God is like this, this divine being who is just waiting for you to get so desperate that you keep asking and asking and asking, and now when you finally really, really want it, then that's when God's going to grant your wish. Now, this reminds me of a story about my friend whose mom had cancer, and me and my friends and the entire church, we were praying for his mom, and then the cancer started shrinking. It was, the remission was happening, and we were all saying, thank God. And then a few weeks later, we received some bad news that the cancer was spreading again. And I remember something the church mentioning, it's because I stopped praying. I need to start praying again because otherwise, God's going to bring that cancer back. I mean, does that sound like a loving God to you? Is that what Jesus is really teaching us here? Now, I hope that you answer that question with a big fat no. Because God is loving and he wouldn't wish anything bad upon anybody. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go back to verse 1 and we're going to look at each verse with a lot of care and see what Jesus is really trying to teach here. So let's begin. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Now already at the very beginning, Jesus tells us what the parable is about even before we get into the story. Now the way that you might have heard me read this verse is to not give up on always praying. But if you look at it carefully, that's not what it says. It says that we should always pray and not give up. So what are we supposed to not give up on? Well, the way that we're going to find out that answer is by knowing what he said right before this. Now, if you were with us last week, you'll know that what we talked about last week was that there's this brighter future, that Christ is coming again, and he's going to take this broken down world and make it all good. But the problem is the people who are living right here, right now, 
we're looking around us, and yes, we could bring small pockets of heaven on earth here and there. We're like, come on, Jesus, you got to come back soon because I see a lot of evil around me. I see a lot of injustice around me. I see a lot of racism around me. I see a lot of broken families around me. You need to come back soon and fix this junk. So Jesus is telling us, don't give up on that hope. Don't give up on the fact that there is a brighter future right around the corner for you. And in order for you to hold on to that, that hope, I'm going to tell you a story. And that's how this starts. Okay, so let's go to the next verse. He said, and he begins his story here, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. So we learn about the first character. We have this judge who has a lot of power, but he isn't swayed by God's opinion or people's opinion. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. So here's the second character. It's a widow. Now, widow implies that she had a husband, but he is no longer around. He's dead. And in that culture, when a husband passes away, his family gets first dibs on everything that they had together. So that includes all their money and including the children. So the injustice here that the woman is fighting for is probably, and we're just guessing here, but it's very likely that she wants to have her kids back in her life and she wants some money so she could survive the world in which widows really have no rights at all. You see, the text says that she was asking for justice. And justice in that culture and also in our culture means to have basic human rights. She felt like she was being treated less than human and she believed that she deserved to have at least that right to be a human being and be treated as such. Notice that the request she had for the judge was not, I want a new car. She wasn't asking for a genie God. She was asking for basic human rights. All right, so that's the setting for this story so far. Now let's see what happens from verse four. For some time he refused, that's the judge, he refused. But finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God and care what people think, and that's the second time that that's mentioned about this character, which means that's his prominent feature. Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice. Now, at this point, you think that the reason why the judge finally gave in to her plea was because of the pestering. But we find out in the second half of this verse that that's not the case. This is what it says so that she won't eventually come and attack me. The judge was afraid for his own safety because he was afraid that she was gonna come and destroy him. Now, if you think that sounds a little bit weird, well, there's a reason for that, and we'll get back to that after the next section. So let me read on verse six. And the Lord said, after telling the story, now listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. Now, can't you tell that this parable is no longer about pestering God? You see, while the counter stories that, that she was entrenched in day in and day out should have caused her to throw in the towel and say, you're right, justice does not have the last word. But instead, she hung on to the promise of Jesus. She hung on to the teachings of Jesus that said, no, you're a human being, you should be treated as such. You should be treated as a person who has the image of God inside of her. And so she didn't give up and she kept on asking for justice. It's more a parable about hanging on to the justice that everybody deserves. Now, before we get to the very last part of this section that we're going through today, I'm gonna to ask you guys to think like a Jewish person in the first century because there's something here that Jesus is trying to teach us that we could miss if we just glanced right through this story. You see, we know that every detail that Jesus gives us in this story was not by accident. He wasn't taking a short story and trying to stretch it so that 
that it lasted a little longer than had he not put that there. So we have to ask ourselves, when we read this story, is there a more efficient way of telling this story? And the answer is, yeah, it could have been a lot more efficient. I mean, Jesus didn't have to repeat the fact that, that this, this judge was unjust twice. Uh, he could have just said that the woman received what she, she was asking for with a footnote saying that he was an unjust judge. There's a lot of things that he could have cut out. But because Jesus intends every word to be there, he's trying to teach us something else. Now, if you are a Jewish person living in the first century, that means you grew up listening to all these Old Testament Bible stories growing up. And then this rabbi named Jesus shows up and he says something like this. There was a man of authority who neither cared about what God thought of him or what other people thought of him. And then there is a person or a group of people who were oppressed, treated less than human, but for the sake of justice, kept on visiting this man of authority over and over and over again, only to be denied every single time. Until one day, the authority figure said, fine, I'll give you what you want, not because you're pestering me, but because I'm afraid of the, of the destruction that it's gonna bring if, if I keep saying no. Oh, and this rabbi also at the end of the story says that God hears the cries of the chosen ones. The chosen ones is a title that was used for the people who were in Egypt who were pulled out and who eventually became the nation of Israel. If you are a Jewish person living in the first century who grew up on all these Old Testament stories, heard this story, what story does this remind you of? Yes, it reminds you of the Exodus story. It reminds you of the Moses and the Pharaoh story. What Jesus is saying is this whole feeling of being oppressed, being denied basic human rights, while there's people of authority who's making all the wrong decisions. He says, this is nothing new. Your ancestors went through the exact same thing. And what did they learn? Or better yet, what can you learn that they learned back then? These people, your ancestors, who were slaves in Egypt, when Moses pulled them out, God pulled them out of slavery on, into the desert, they had their eyes focused on the brighter future that was called the Promised Land. As long as they kept that as their focal point, they were just fine. God took care of all the injustice that was happening around them. Actually, a few times in the Exodus story, when people started becoming cynical about that brighter future, when they started thinking that justice never prevails, or when they started believing that, that love doesn't win at the end. That's when these people started to become more and more like the enemies that they're escaping from. They started lording their will over the people in their own tribes. They started looking out for themselves without caring for how it might affect the people around them. At one point, their bickering even led Moses to a point where he ended up disobeying God and caused him the right to enter into that promised land. So Jesus here is trying to sneak in that lesson. He's trying to remind them of their own family history, the price that they had to pay if they lose sight of a brighter future. And this is why he ends this section by saying this, however, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? He's basically saying, when Jesus comes back for the second time, am I gonna come back to a gathering of people who love one another, care for one another, where justice prevails, where love wins? Or is he going to find people who lost hope, or in Jesus' words, who lost faith? I know that we're living in uncertain times, with the pandemic just growing and growing and growing, with BLM wondering if justice is ever going to come to people that really need it, or with unemployment challenges. In the midst of all that, when I come back for that second time, am I going to find people who are still clinging on to the hope that eventually love wins? hope wins, justice wins, 
that heaven wins? Or am I going to find a group of people who say, evil has the last word? Now, if you recall, this whole paragraph, this whole parable starts off with a summary statement of what this parable is actually trying to teach us. It says, Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. So we just learned about what we're not supposed to give up on. Don't give up on justice. Don't give up on love. Don't give up on being good. So what does Jesus want us to pray for? So as you can tell by now, this parable is not about how if we pester God enough, he'll give us what we want. Like he's, he's not saying if you ask enough, he's going to give you that brand new car or that raise at work. That's not what this parable is about. Instead, it's about how we need to continually pray for something specific, which is heaven on earth, that there's a brighter future where justice wins. Don't give up on praying for that. It should be clear by now that the thing that Jesus is telling us not to give up on praying is for that heaven on earth. So Jesus is asking us to be like that widow who believes at the very end of the story, God is going to win. So she sees no reason to give up on justice. So brothers and sisters, may we continue to pray and participate in bringing justice to this earth because we believe that God has the last word. And may our Heavenly Father, whose name is Holy, have His kingdom come and His will be done here on earth. And may we all experience heaven together. God bless. Have a nice week.